0: Hi, my name is Daniel Simo, and this is 14 Days, a project where I tell an audio story every day on the road from Sydney to Melbourne. Today is day 13. Do you remember your first word? I mean, obviously, you don't. But I imagine someone has told you what your first word was. Maybe mama or dada. What about the first words you learned in a second language? That French or Japanese that you took in high school? Maybe hello, or how are you, or my name is? Well, the first words I learned in Spanish were a little unusual.
1: Desde el Estadio Azteca de la Ciudad de Mexico!
0: That's my dad, by the way, doing that demonstration. Those nine words. Desde el Estadio Azteca de la Ciudad de México, mean, from the Azteca Stadium in Mexico City. That was how the Mexican commentator would introduce soccer matches on TV during the 1986 World Cup.
1: And you learned it and you were always repeating this with the microphone in the hand, that was not the microphone, was like a big spoon. And you were saying, Desde el Estadio Azteca de la Ciudad de México.
0: Did, did I know what that meant? No. <laughs> no, you were three, four years old. No. My family and I were living in Germany at that time. But my dad and I would watch the broadcast of the World Cup on TV and hear those words. I mean, the Germans took it as a very funny thing the guy shouting, because he was really shouting it. And then that's the guy who was then also shouting,
1: oh,
0: like crazy when there was a. So the Germans always show it. So you watch it and then you repeat it. I don't actually remember watching that World Cup, but I do remember watching the next one, Italia 90. That's when I truly became obsessed with soccer and with sport, which I still am to some degree. Last year, though, I realized that as a sports fan, something was missing. I knew I was coming back to Melbourne, and yet I didn't have an AFL team. That didn't seem right. So I enlisted the help of my friend George to guide me through the process of picking a team. George was also obsessed with sport as a kid. He would watch his dad on the field and try to emulate him.
1: I copied everything he did. I just, yeah, lived and breathed all the sport that I could. uh, And he was a big, big influence in that.
0: George is now a footy tragic of the highest caliber. So together we went through each possible team one by one. He would tell me about their history, their fans, their reputations, and I would rank them. And then, by process of elimination, move up until I reached my decision. If you want, you can listen back to this process in episodes 9 and 10 of the first series of 14 Days. In the end, though, I didn't make a decision last year. Two teams were left after all our deliberations. And believe it or not, those two teams eventually made the grand final. The Melbourne Demons and the Western Bulldogs. I knew it would be one of those two, but I couldn't pick the top one that way, especially after only watching a couple of games on TV in empty stadiums due to COVID. I needed something more. This is me last year. It wouldn't feel fair to judge all these teams watching them play in empty stadiums, since such a big part of the appeal of the sport is the chance to watch them live. So I'm not going to make any final decisions just yet, but I do think it will come down to the two downtrodden teams, the Demons and the Bulldogs. So there was still some unfinished business left over. And now it's been almost a year and the two teams are actually playing each other at Dockland stadium in round 19 and George is here. He's come down from Brisbane and we're going to watch the game together. This would be the culmination of my search. And my official coming out. Hi. How much are the bulldog scarves? Scarves, twenty-five. Yeah. yeah, can I grab
1: one? Right. thanks a lot.
0: That's right. I am officially a doggy. I didn't really need to see them live much, although I have been to a handful of games. After watching a few more games on TV. I just found myself caring more about the Bulldogs. The Demons were a bit too good, too slick. It didn't feel as fun to like them. And it didn't feel like I had earned it either. That's what happens when you're a sports fan. You don't expect success all the time. You expect some hardship.
1: It's, it's supposed to be a, a constant
0: heartache
1: and disappointment with an occasional flurry of excitement. God, that sounds depressing. Um.
0: The Bulldogs, on the other hand, they are just the right combination of exciting and disappointing. They have a lot of talent, a number of charismatic players, but they also have some obvious weaknesses that make them quite frustrating to watch at times. They can look amazing and terrible within minutes of each other. They can dazzle with an athletic running play that pierces the midfield and then completely shank an easy kick right in front of goal. And that's where they are right now, in the middle of the pack, right outside the top eight that make it to the finals. So this game is crucial for them. They pretty much need to win if they want to keep their season alive. I asked George what he would like to see tonight, now that I'm officially a Bulldogs fan.
1: I want a close game tonight. I I want to know that you're sitting on the edge of your seat and riding every bump and I want to know that it hurts when the other team scores and I want to see a little bit of excitement and passion when when the Bulldogs do and a close tight finish that is really not good for your health is just what should be on the menu tonight
0: The Bulldogs start strong they get an early lead but the Demons come back and are leading by 15 points at the quarter It's a high-scoring game and every time the Bulldogs look like they might close the gap, Melbourne answers and keeps their lead. They're up by 15 points at halftime and still up by 13 at three-quarter time. Then, in the final quarter, the Dogs get a couple of goals to cut the lead and they're down by just two points with six minutes to go. All right, I'm I'm getting nervous now. Mm Things are tight, and any mistake can cost the game now. Christian Petrarca gets awfully close to scoring for the Demons, but only gets it behind. Melbourne is up by three. Then with four minutes to go, the Dogs steal the ball in the midfield. The blonde mullet of Bailey Smith pushes the ball forward. And then the unlikely footy name of Riley Garcia kicks a goal from the right side. After more than 90 minutes of being behind, the Bulldogs take the lead. They're up by three. It's going to be a nervy few final minutes. Both teams are playing with desperation, not giving anything away. My favorite player, Tom Liberatore, kicks it behind, and the dogs are up by four. With a minute left, they're close to the win, but Melbourne can steal it if they score again. And then, this happened. Now, you you hear that? That is clipping distortion. It happens when a sound is too loud for a microphone. It sounds awful and you want to avoid it at all costs. As a professional audio producer, I should be ashamed. But as a sports fan, well, what can I say? I mean, That was the goal that clinched the game. The Bulldogs are in the top 8, they're still in with the chance for the season. And really, did you see the goal? Jamara Hagen, the young second year player, with an arcing kick from the left corner. He had five goals for the game and he looks like he might be really good. That's the thing with being a sports fan. It often makes you act in weird, irrational ways, like a little kid in Germany shouting Spanish phrases that he doesn't understand into a fake microphone, or a grown man at an AFL match shouting into a real microphone that he really should know how to use by now. I'd like to thank my dad for his pitch perfect Angel Fernandez impression. And George for joining me in my first truly exciting live footy moment. I expect that the unavoidable disappointment will come soon enough.